0: to Mark chapter 5. We were blessed because a gentleman who at one time had fellowship with us within the other ministry group was down in Quincy. And uh, he had not been a member through that for a long time. And we saw him be called up front to be prayed for, to be ordained last night. And had a chance to talk with him and find out that God had brought him in uh, to the Foursquare Association. And just the wonderful things God's doing in their life down in Quincy. Praise the Lord, God needs good churches everywhere. And uh, we're excited about what's happening. Take a look in Mark chapter 5, starting at Verse 24. Mark chapter 5 verse 24 through 34. Here we go. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that the anointing or the power had gone out of him, turned around to the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you and you say who touched me and he looked around to see her who had done this thing but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what had happened to her came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth and she said to her daughter your faith has made you well go in peace and be healed of your affliction." Sometimes through the years people have gotten some things backward and they think they have to do something physically to prove that they have faith but faith has to start within your heart. See hopes and dreams those things that we talked about several weeks back those things start up here in our brain but when we believe something it now is no longer just a head thought or a wish or something that we really hope might happen. Just changes up and within our spirit so that we know, that we know, that we know. When we know something in our spirit, nobody can talk us out of it. This woman knew in the natural she had no right, according to their laws and traditions, to even be out in public because of the problems she was having physically. It was unsafe, it was unhealthy for other people that were around, and yet she had a need. God knows how to meet the needs of his people, amen? He knows how to touch us. He knows what to do for us. And something took place here. You see, the anointing in Jesus' life was not just there for him, but it was there for everybody. The anointing in your life is not just inside you for you, but it's there for you to disseminate it every place you go. We need to leave puddles of glory everywhere we are. I don't know how else to say it. I don't want to just say sprinklings out there. You know, a puddle, you know, you step in a puddle, you know you've been in something. We need to be leaving puddles of the glory of God. Because where we go, our faith has to be out there in front of us. We have to know what we believe and what we stand on. This dear lady came up behind Jesus not even wanting to make a spectacle of anything that was out there but she said in her heart she knew she believed if I can just touch the hem of his garment she wasn't wanting to come up in a prayer line she didn't want him to be anointing her with oil she didn't want to be in front of everybody else all she wanted was to be made well If you've ever felt bad when you have been fighting sickness, you know what it's like that you just wish, I I just need something. I cannot keep feeling this way. This woman had experienced it. And she came up before the Lord, touched his garment, and immediately he turned around and he says, "Who, Who touched me? In the natural, all the other disciples that were all around there, they hadn't picked up on what was happening. You know what, that that song we sang tonight about our spiritual awareness, I want to know what's going on in the spirit realm. I I don't want to ever just be a spectator. It's fun, isn't it, to be a spectator, to to watch God move and to just see things happen and go, oh, the goodness of our God. But I want more than that. Because, see, I can sit at home and watch things like that. I want to be in it. Hallelujah. I am by no means an Olympic swimmer. You know, let me get one length across the pool and I'll be happy to float and play in the rest of it all day long. Uh, I'm, I'm not a long distance in any way, shape or form like that. But I really like being in the water. I enjoy it. I want to know with the things of God that I can put my best out there and be sensitive." The, the disciples look said, hey Jesus, what are you talking about? There's a ton of people around you. Somebody touched you, of course they did. They didn't catch it. That somebody's faith was out there and the anointing was happening and they were receiving from God. We need to be so ready for the things that the Lord wants to do in these last days that as people come into this fellowship, whether on a Wednesday night or on a Sunday, that we pick up right away. See, I understand. Please don't, don't mishear me on this. I need you to come to church prepared. I need you prepared. You need to be coming in the door at 930 saying, okay, God, who do you want me to minister today? Who am I supposed to be praying for? Who am I supposed to touch? Who am I supposed to hug? Who needs something today? Not late, not when we start. And I'm saying this to all of you. Listen, I know most of you are all here anyway. And and so please don't think it's a a bad deal. I'm not trying to boohoo anybody. That's not my point tonight. I want you to take a step up. I want you prepared that when somebody walks in the door that could have a hurt that is so big inside them that somehow God drew them into this place, you need to be so sensitive to go over and sit with them. You you don't have to sit in your normal chair, okay? It'll be there next week. Or at least bring them up to your normal chair. But go up to them, put your arm around say, Hey, how are you? I'm so glad you're here. And then listen to them. And then if they only want to say a few words to you, I I just thought I'd stop in. Okay, then sit down beside them. Well, won't they think that's freaky? It's okay. They came because they wanted something. If they wanted the same thing that they'd had before, they would have went where they used to go. They came here looking for something else, and God wants to be there something else. He doesn't want folks that are just caught in ritual. He doesn't want people just to have been caught up in tradition. And folks, he's looking for folks that would step out and be like this woman. She was willing to risk it all just to touch the hem of his garment. She touches him and boom, the word says, immediately she knew in her body. Hallelujah. Can you imagine feeling that bad that all of a sudden, boom. The best thing I can liken it to, I guess, is some of you go to chiropractors. You've been all bent over and you walk in like this, the chiropractor, and all of a sudden you get up and you go, oh, oh, that feels great. And he says, now listen, stop doing somersaults. You know, you're going to be okay if you don't do that. You know, when you feel something better, this woman had more than that because she had touched Jesus, Jesus lives in every one of you. His spirit abides inside you. He's waiting to touch somebody else. But that means you've got to come to church ready. You've got to be either praying in the car, praying in the morning, and then you've got to make sure you stay on guard so that you don't argue with everybody coming to church. Stop it, you kids, stop it in the back. We're going to church. Shut up. That has a way of sort of killing things, let alone messing up your kids. Yeah, but that's when they seem to be the wildest. Then you need to be prayed up for your kids. So they come to church with joy. See, maybe you think, well, pastor, none of that affects me. I come prayed up. Now then, step out in it. I release you to step out and be the men and women of God that you're supposed to be. I release you don't sit back and say well you know that's his his job you know he goes around saying hi to people i do go around saying hi to people i don't hide any place i pray with the worship team and then i come in here and try to greet as many people as i can but i need you coming ready because i can't touch everybody and i want you to understand the move of god that the word speaks about here is so much more than what we've ever expected that we need to know not one person can just handle it there has to be a whole lot more. There has to be an army of people. Well, what if they want to know something about me? What if I do this? What if I do this wrong? You can't do anything wrong. Just love on people. You can't do that wrong. Maybe, maybe there's one way you could do it wrong. Why are you here? Don't you know sister so-and-so sits in that seat and you're in her place. Now she'll be here in 20 minutes, but you're in her place. That would be the wrong way. I suppose that's the one wrong way. But see, we're talking about walking in love. The power of God hits this woman. She gets what she has confessed and believed. And then the Lord looks at her and says, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Don't you know all the rest of the people that were standing around were sort of like, wow, I didn't even know anything was happening. I didn't even know God was doing something. And he was because God is at work all the time. And just like you come into church and you may think, well, I don't have a big need today. I don't have this. God knows what you need. He knows the tweak. He knows the twist. He knows whatever you need to have. And he is all prepared for you. He's prepared for you so that from the moment you start singing a worship song, you need to understand you don't have to wait till the prayer time to get something from God. That you go before him and you're worshiping you're giving him glory and praise and the spirit just comes on and, and gives you a Holy Ghost adjustment. And you just go, oh, hallelujah. Man, I got it. I got it, Lord. We, in the days that are ahead, and what we have prayed and believed, God is going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. And in order for that to happen, we just have to be ready. We've got to be ready for it. We've got to have everyone ready to step up and to take their place. It can be the smallest thing. You need to know that, like I mentioned about the prayer in January like that, for all of you that prayed with us at that time, you have helped us get where we're at. If you weren't praying, we may not have gotten where we're at, but we're not arrived. We're still growing. We're still becoming what God's called us to be. Every day, if you don't do this already, let me ask you, please pray for us pray for my wife and I pray for our church. Pray for us to be sensitive to the Lord and the the move of the Holy Spirit. When you pray that way, it's never wasted. It touches us. It changes us. It helps us to be sensitive to what the Lord is doing. Stay in the gospel here. We're we're about out of time tonight, but in Luke, let's go to Luke chapter 4. We've been in Mark. Let's jump over to Luke. Luke chapter 4 and verse 16 through 19. Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 19. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Let's stop there just for a moment. This was not by chance. Jesus went into the synagogue where the book of Isaiah was going to be handed to him. God had prearranged that. I want you to know God has prearranged your trip home tonight. God has prearranged your trip tomorrow. His blessings are waiting for you. He's just waiting for you to walk in it. We, we can go down a different path. We can take a different way if we choose not to listen to that leading of the Holy Spirit. But he has prepared a path for success. He has prepared a path that will give you strength so that if you go through a very difficult place, his glory will be there to get you through the place. This woman was going to receive. The woman with the issue of blood, she was going to receive because she had prepared her heart. She heard about Jesus Hallelujah. She knew something good was going to happen if she went and saw Jesus. She'd heard about the other miracle signs and wonders. I want you to understand there is a preparation that goes in for every one of us each day. And we can either walk in the will of God or we can choose to take a different way, a different walk. This one goes on here and Jesus goes into the synagogue in this town of Nazareth where he had been raised. He had been born in Bethlehem. You know the story. Then he went over into Egypt with these folks. After God released them from there, they came back and they went to Nazareth. So he was raised there. Everybody knew him. He was Jesus. He was the little boy. And now the teenager and now the young man, here comes Jesus. And then they hand him the book. Glory to God. Think about all the kids and teenagers we have come up and help us with communion. And reading scripture and doing things like that can you imagine all of a sudden the anointing was flowing through Jesus and he starts to read and he says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now that in itself is mighty and powerful. But I want you to look on with me to verse 20. Verse 20 says, Then he closed the book, and he gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed upon him. Oh, my goodness. Something was getting ready to happen. Everybody, and if you would, in the synagogue was looking at Jesus. Jesus. He just read this and he looks at him and says, Today, this is fulfilled in you listening to me read it. It's fulfilled in me. Everybody was going to be rocked. Everybody was going to be shook up about this because now Jesus had openly declared he is the Son of God. And can you imagine? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't he Joseph's boy? Isn't he Mary's boy? Mary's sitting right over there. What? She always is here in synagogue. And he's saying this? God arranged it, God put it together, and there was an anointing upon it. So much so that even though some rejected it and couldn't receive it, there were others who believed it, and those who believed it received from the Lord. I believe with all my heart that the anointing was not just for Jesus to enjoy himself, but for everybody he came in contact with. And the gifts and gifts of God that he has put inside you have been given to you to share with everybody. Some folks may not want it. Some folks may not appreciate it. But I believe with all my heart that if you'll keep sharing your gifts and the love of Christ that's in you, it will grab somebody's heart. And before you know it, they're going to be attracted to you. Now, don't take that the wrong direction. Hear me out. They're going to be attracted to you on the power of God that's in your life. They're going to be looking to you and saying, so what the world is going on inside you? I feel so empty. I feel so lost. I need something from God. And before you know it, you're going to be sharing what God has done for you. That's why I don't do it, Pastor. It scares me. That's okay. Be scared for just a moment here, and now be free. Don't be scared. Just talk from your heart. You don't have to be some evangelist. You don't have to be Billy Graham. You just have to be you with the power of God flowing through you. And you just explain what you believe and what you feel in your heart, and that's going to change people's lives. This woman, she was touched by God. This community, man, some of them missed it. They missed God because they couldn't see past who the young Jesus was who grew up in their town. They couldn't appreciate who he is. They couldn't appreciate the gift that was in him. Please know this, sometimes you'll have family members that will not appreciate the gift that's in you, but you are still gifted by God. If the Holy Spirit lives in you, and that means you've been born again, he dwells with you. If you have made him your Lord and Savior, would you please say amen tonight? That means there's a gift of God inside you. That gift of God is there and it will not leave you and it is there to be flowing out of you. So in the next few days as you think about Thanksgiving coming up and all the holidays and Christmas and New Year's and all the rest, know this, there may be some folks that will not want to listen to anything you have to say, but I'm asking you to love them. I'm asking you to share the goodness of God and to not be repelled because they might act funny around you. Oh, here they come. Here they come. to talk about Jesus. You know what? You, all you're going to do is talk about the good things that God's doing in your life. All you're going to do is share about how much you care about them and you love them. You begin to open up and you don't just get repelled and say, huh, you know, I'm not going to waste my time on Aunt Mary. You know what? She is just a, a battle axe. Man, she'll never get saved, so why spend some time on her? You know what? Aunt Mary just might need somebody to love on her. Aunt Mary might just need somebody to sit down and play Yahtzee with her or cards with her or to to do something different. She may just need somebody to listen to her. And then after you listen to her, you say, you know what? I'm going to be praying for you. And depending how the Holy Spirit leads you, you might be doing it right then. You just grab her hand and say, I'm going to pray for you. Or you might be the one who says, you're on my prayer list. I promise you I'm going to pray for you every day. That's how simple it can be. Let God touch their heart. Remember, he is the one who convicts. You don't have to convict. You just have to love. You just have to love. This savior of ours went into his home community and the power of heaven was wanting to flow everywhere through him. And his community missed it because they couldn't see past the past. Never, ever let anyone hold you back. But let the spirit of the living God flow freely in your life. The anointing in you has to be developed. You have to exercise it. You've got to learn how to use your gifts. Praise the Lord. It's like anything. You have to use it. So experiment. Practice on people. In fact, some of you, that you're friends with each other. If you're not friends with each other, you need to start being friends with each other. If you don't have anybody that you consider friends here at Faith Walk, go up to them tonight before church is over, or before you walk out the door and say, Hi, I'm your newest friend. I need you to like me. We need to have some friendships here. Oh, Pastor, you can't force those things. You know what? Sometimes you can find ways to find people, and all of a sudden you realize, Wow, we do have something in common. Well, of course, you already have something in common. You have me. You love me. Well, we're not sure if we love you, Pastor. You love me. Well, if that's our starting point, then start that. You love Jesus. Hallelujah. You got something to start with. I'm just telling you, do not think of yourself as alone. But understand that you are not an island to be alone, but you are filled with the power of God. And somebody needs you to be out there loving on them power of heaven's going to fall. We just have to be ready. He's doing it every day all over the earth. The power of heaven is falling. Let it fall fresh on us. Let the anointing of God that breaks every bondage be broken in us tonight. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. I hope you don't get hung up on that. Oh, pastor says if we aren't in church on time. No, no, no. I want you prepared. I want you prepared. I want you prepared so that you can love on people. Please don't go home thinking just about the time thing. That's not the issue. The issue is, are you prepared to love on somebody? That means you got to do something. Well, I greet people. All right, amen. Well, what if you don't get here till after we are already started singing? Okay, still come in prepared. So that when you do greet somebody, and they're sitting by themselves, and you've never seen them before, and you say, hey, is this your first time here? Yeah, you just... Sit down beside him. Well, I don't want to be pushy. I'm asking you to be pushy. Love on them. Let them see the goodness of God. Be prepared in your heart to say, okay, God, whatever you want. How many of you can be nice? Okay, most. All right, I'd like all you to look at me and smile just for a moment. Do you know what? We have some people that come down to volunteer at the Oasis that don't speak English very well. You know what? When you look at them and smile, it melts everything away. doesn't matter if they understand what you're saying. You smile, and they'll smile back at you. And you try to make sign language and try to explain things of what you want to have done, and pretty much they follow it. Sometimes things get mixed up. That's okay. Who cares? It's just clothes. Just relax. It'll work out. But you see, if you'll smile, you can melt barriers. Every place I've gone in different parts of the world, if you smile, it's almost like the word hallelujah. You know, that's the only word in every language, no matter where it's spoken. Hallelujah is the same in every language. You can say hallelujah to somebody, and they're going, oh, I've heard that. You may not understand anything else they're saying. You may talk to somebody who's German. You know their language, man. It's tough. And they're, they're very expressive that way. You smile at them. You don't know if they're saying you're bad or they're asking you to come over and have some Wiener Schnitzel. Smile. Smile says a lot. Let's stand up together. I didn't have that last verse ready for them up in the control room because I didn't know I was going to go that way. But I believe that was part of what God had for us tonight. Let's close our eyes and just uh, look within your heart. And please, I I hope I didn't offend you in any way tonight, but I want to challenge you to be prepared. Be prepared. God needs you. He wants you. Be prepared. Now, Lord, we're going to take just a moment to wait on you. Calm our insecurities. Calm fears and put them to rest. They don't ever need to be there because we are walking in faith. We put the blood of Jesus on each of our lives that we would be prepared. Hallelujah. Lord, I want to be prepared. So I give myself to you. Just show me that when I come Sunday, man, I'm prayed up, I'm ready. Whatever you want, Lord, I'm available. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm available, Lord. I'm available. Hmm. Lord, this is your church. This is your community. These are our neighbors, our friends, our family, and we refuse to let anybody go to hell. Not on our watch. We want to see him find Jesus. So use us personally or use us as we come together in fellowship here with the corporate body of Christ. We will see lives changed. The power of God flow. And this will be our finest hour because Jesus Christ is Lord. We love you, Heavenly Father, and we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, our hearts will be changed each and every day. If you believe that, say amen with me. Amen. Amen. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.